you are listening to Fit to Order's Healthy Desk Jockey, a podcast created for desk-bound employees and employers who need to move more and stress less. For the health of it, I am Stacy Fritz, one of the owners of Fit to Order and your host. Join us as we address corporate wellness strategies specifically for desk jockeys that will inspire the evolution of a fit and healthy workforce. Welcome, everybody. You are listening to Episode 17 of The Healthy Desk Jockey. Today, I'm going to be talking about our sedentary workforce, specifically helping you fix your computer posture so that you can then fix your pain. If you're someone who sits for most of your workday, think greater than four hours, you're considered sedentary. This is a medical term indicating that you are at risk, higher risk for certain diseases as well as musculoskeletal disorders. With the recent publication of the National Institute for Occupational Safety and Health's Total Worker Health Report, this addresses the hazards of occupational sitting. The implications of prolonged sitting on your health has become a real issue. Today, I'm going to be talking about the prevalence of musculoskeletal disorders in sedentary occupations, think sitting longer than four hours, how to identify computer posture, which we call forward head deviation, and learn what this problem, the toll that it takes on our body, if you will. And then finally, I'm going to be talking about strategies to correct this posture, including including corrective work breaks designed to, um, they were actually designed by a corrective ex- exercise specialist to share with you and perhaps maybe your fellow employees. So why do we need to address this topic? We know that the sedentary workforce is coming across lots and lots of problems. We know that you, if you are sitting longer than four hours a day, you are most likely in some sort of pain. And if the company that you are working for isn't already addressing the hazards of occupational sitting, trust me when I tell you, I promise you, it is going to be on its way very soon. So I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to get, keep going here and um, teach you how to reverse this computer posture with things like corrective work breaks. So let me draw an, an analogy for you so we can get on the same page. If we can agree that baseball players are known for developing pain, say, in their rotator cuff, and if we can agree that tennis players, um, you often hear about tennis elbow, they develop problems in their elbow, we consider you somebody who sits for longer than four hours a day um, at their desk, a desk jockey. And where we see um, you all experiencing pain is in your neck, your back, and your shoulders. So this is what you need to know. When we sit for long periods of time in poor posture, we develop what's known as uh, computer posture, otherwise known as tech neck. And I'm wondering if you've ever heard that term. And what it indicates is rounded shoulders, forward head deviation. That means that your head is tilting forward. And we know that it's taking a toll on our bodies, on your body. So forward head posture or forward head deviation not only leads to chronic pain, it can cause numbness in the arms and in the hands. It can cause us to breathe improperly. It can cause pinched nerves, fatigue, and headaches. And I I hope that's not you, but I wonder, again, if you are in fact a desk jockey, whether or not you're experiencing any of these issues yet. So I want to say, I I probably, if I could see you all that while you're listening, I'm wondering if you're sitting tall yet with your chest lifted and your shoulders back and your belly in. I tease, but um, the second I start talking about posture on site uh, with our corporate clients, automatically you see that autocorrect and people are now sitting up straight. 
It is no wonder that 74% of office workers experience pain from sitting at their desk and 10% claim to be in pain for most of the day. That's terrible. The National Institute for Occupational Safety and Health, NIOSH, defines prolonged sitting as an occupational hazard of sedentary occupations. That was a mouthful. It makes sense then, low back pain caused by a sedentary lifestyle, both at home and at work, now tops disability concerns according to the global burden of disease. So as I mentioned before, this is not something, yes, it's trending now, but it was really, uh, research is getting a hold of it, and um, we're pretty excited to um, share with you some tips, tools, and strategies so you can build your own toolkit to prevent some of this, these issues wrapped around being a desk jockey or having a sedentary work lifestyle. So here's what happens when you slouch. Our heads weigh a lot. Did you know that your head weighs almost as much as a bowling ball? About 10 pounds. So when we sit in proper alignment, when we have really good posture when we're sitting, our bowling ball heads are stacked correctly with our ears over our shoulders, requiring no extra work for the rest of our bodies. However, when our heads are are jutting forward, also called forward head deviation, um, towards our computer screens, if you will, our shoulders then start to round and the muscles, bones, and nerves in our neck and shoulders are taxed. In fact, for every inch that our head leans forward, our backs feel an additional 10 pounds. Let me repeat that again. For every inch forward our head is leaning, our backs will then feel an additional 10 pounds. So that 10-pound bowling ball head leaning four four inches forward, say, now feels more like 40-pound head. So over time, what happens is certain muscles will then become long and weak, while other muscles will shorten and become tight. All right, so we need to teach you how to correct the slouch. Um, Again, it, it is something that over time, this muscle memory, we are creating these really, really poor habits, probably related to technology, our cell phone, our smartphones, our computer screens, uh, the way we're sitting. But, um, you know, we in, in the attempt to push us forward with all this great technology, we are sort of reverse engineering the human body. Um, so my job today is to give you some, some tools for your toolkit on how to correct that slouch. You need to know that computer posture is preventable, and there are simple strategies that you can infuse through your workday to reverse that slouch, okay? So I'm going to teach you three main concepts of correcting the slouch. The first one's going to be ergonomics. Um, The second one's going to be talking about walking breaks. And then the third is I'm actually going to give you four corrective work breaks that you can infuse into your workday. So this is the way I like to think it, and if I could explain it uh, quickly to you, for, for those listeners who actually have a workout practice, you know, physical fitness, um, an exercise program, we, we usually include in that conversation some sort of, 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 of really good focus on technique or form, okay? So what we say at, um, when we provide on-site fitness is, is that it makes no sense to go fast or do a whole bunch of something if we're not doing it correctly. So um, it's the integrity of the move that you're doing over the intensity, how, how many you're doing or how, how, how much you're lifting. You, you want to make sure that your form or your technique is correct. So I compare that to ergonomics. So ergonomics would talk about the posture and correct form or technique, if that makes sense. The second one, talking about the walking breaks, 
kind of think of that like when you have a fitness or a workout program that you're working on. This is like your cardio. This is what is the heart healthy, um, get your blood pumping, possibly sweating, burning the calories kind of area of your fitness practice. So think of walking breaks along those same lines. And then finally, corrective work breaks, which I'm going to talk about, equate that or align that with, say, your resistance training, whether it be body weighted exercise, whether it be weights, um, it's, it, it's inclusive of some stretching technique. So when I talk about corrective work breaks, think of it like that, you know, as it's your resistance training, your stretching. Um, it, it, it's just an easier way for, for, for you to think about it. How, what do I need to include to make sure that my desk jockey lifestyle, that I'm taking care of that during the workday? So let's start with the first one, ergonomics. That is the form and technique. So here's the basics. You want while you are sitting or even while you're standing, you want your eye gaze or your stare at the top of your computer monitor. Okay, it should be at your eye level. That's the first thing, your eye gaze. The second is, where are your elbows and your knees? So I want you to remember that the body is loves right angles. Okay, and you'll know what I mean. You want to be with your arms bent, if you, if you do this with me, and I hope you will, if you put your hands near your keyboard, I want you to take notice of the crease between your, at, right at your elbow space, from your upper arm to your lower arm. And in that crease, it should be creating a 90 degree angle. So if you have something else going on, um, see if you can auto-correct and get into that 90 degree, degree angle. I don't even so much mind that your elbows are dipped a little lower with your hands just a tad bit higher, but making sure that we have pretty much that right angle is important. Same goes for knees. When you're sitting at that um, on that chair, um, that 90 degree angle comes from thigh and then calf. So your knee joint, that ratio is a 90, that, that relationship is a 90 degree angle. And you'll see that very clearly. And I'll teach you um, how to autocorrect that in a minute. You, you really want to make sure that that positioning of your chair is appropriate and that will help with that. The third thing is, is your wrist should be straight or right below the elbow. We just talked about that. So no, no bent wrist down or up. So no flexion or extension of your wrists. And then finally, your feet should be flat on the floor, flat on the floor. If you can do those things, I, I really feel confident that we've got the beginnings of a really good ergonomically efficient workspace. So um, again, it's the elbows, the eyes, the knees, the wrists, and the feet. So just try those. You can see that that might be really nice, easy correction. The second we talked about as it relates to fitness, um, this is your walking breaks, okay? So here's here it's not quite apples to apples a comparison, but it, it's close, all right? So we need to be taking walk breaks during the, the work day. And the reason why is our bodies were meant to move. We weren't meant to sit statically for long periods of time. The body does not like that. And I, I can give you an example. Um, if you've been sitting, working at your computer for a long time, and you go to stand up, maybe you've noticed um, the body's a little stiff. You have to move it around before you get going. The body just does not prefer to, stand, to, to stay in one position. So it kind of goes in line with the standing desk concept. I am going to do a future podcast on seated versus standing. Um, but just real quick, um, the concept is about movement. So whether or not you have a standing desk or you are seated during the day, again, same, same issue. If you stand there for hours at a time, that's not a good thing either. 
So the standing desk does not solve every single issue. I like the idea of a standing desk, but make no mistake, including walking breaks in your day is about propelling yourself forward and letting the body move in the way it was designed to move. Um, You need to get up and walk around. And as you do, your body will automatically start to realign with your standing nice and tall with your chest lifted and your shoulders down. Just try it out, okay? So I'm sure that you know that taking a walk is really great, but walk breaks where you are getting up out of your chair or away from your standing desk and you're actually going and talking to a coworker by means of your feet instead of email or phone is a very good thing to include in your workday. And then finally, I want to teach you a couple of work breaks. So here's what you need to know about corrective work breaks. When we are seated for the majority of the day, it's not just our backside or our bum or our, our bottom that, it, it, that weakens. All of the muscles in our posterior chain, our backside, the backside body, become all of those muscles be, tend to become weak, right? So when we try to stand or walk or move, our weakened muscles then struggle to pull our bodies back into alignment. And breaks that, corrective work breaks that stretch those tight postural muscles while strengthening the weak postural muscles are a really smart choice for you. If you are a desk-bound employee, you re- really need to take a, a listen to this and then try to infuse this into your day-to-day uh, workday. Um, the four that I'm going to talk about briefly, they're actually true corrective exercises. You can um, consult with a corrective exercise specialist. And, and please note that these exercises can be done every single day. You don't just do it in one and done and you're all better. You have to infuse them every day. So I'm going to teach you four. The first two, I need you to bring a tennis ball with you to the office. So um, again, if you've never heard of this concept, again, stay with me. It is. Um, it really falls under the category of myofascial release. And I, I don't want to go down the rabbit hole of this discussion about myofascial release. I'd rather just give you the tool and let you feel the relief from doing as I share. So we're going to do a tennis ball massage on the neck area. Where we're going to work on this is the base of the skull to the top of the shoulder. So you're going to stand up with your tennis ball and you're going to find a a pretty bare wall and you are going to place that tennis ball. You're going to face outward away from the wall and you're going to place the tennis ball again at the base of the skull and you're going to position that ball with the wall and your and and your your back neck area supporting it and if it slips out don't worry about it you can even use your hands uh, to you know steady it it's, it's not about trying to maneuver whether or not you can hold that tennis ball there without a hand it's just about where the placement is you're going to press the tennis ball into the wall with your neck and move the ball in small circles working from your hairline to the top of your back if this becomes again if it becomes too awkward simply press the ball into your neck using your hands when you feel that sweet spot or that tight spot, you're going to stop and press the ball deeper, holding for 10 to 30 seconds. We call that this, this, this kind of massage, and many others do as well, the poor man's massage. If you've never tried this, give it a go. It actually feels pretty good, unless, of course, you have that tight spot. And please know then it doesn't feel really good, but it's good for you. <laughs> so give that one a try. The second one, you're going to still be using that tennis ball. Now we're going to to massage the upper back. So I want you to press the tennis ball into that same wall 
on the back, or you can even be seated and you can press it on the back of a chair. Um, you're going to work the ball from the top of your back to just below the shoulder blade. And you're going to try to avoid any sort of compression or pushing on the spine. We always want to roll, think muscular, muscular areas, you know, muscles, not necessarily on bones. That doesn't feel really good um, when, you, when you roll there. So try to stay away from the spine. And when you feel that tight spot in your upper back area, stop and press the ball holding for 10 to 30 seconds. And as I mentioned, the massage part of this typically feels really good. But if you find a place that is, feels edgy, that's okay too because that's where that tennis ball is getting in and really massaging that area. So I don't want you to be afraid of edgy. I never want you to do anything toward pain, but this can be a little bit, um, you know, we'll call that a little bit of an ouch factor, especially if you're really tight in that area. I have a tennis ball tip for you as well. If you like this strategy, see if you can grab two tennis balls and put them in a long sock. If you can do that, you can hold on to the end where the opening of the sock is, where the tennis balls are down by where the foot area is, and it will help you secure and, and maneuver the ball, and you get you know two for the price of one. So try that. All right. So our tennis ball massage is done. We have two more for you. The first one, the, actually, I should say the third one is called step backs. Okay, step backs require you to get out of your chair. All right, and maybe you want to do this along with me to give it a try. What you're going to do is you're going to stand really tall and you're going to step your right leg back while you swing your right arm up in line with your ear. So if you're standing tall, you take the right leg back and you take the right arm up by your ear. You're going to stop squeezing your backside and just gently pressing your hips forward. You'll pause for a second and you'll return to standing. You'll do three to five on the right side, and then you'll stop and do the same thing on the left side. So the left side cueing is stand nice and tall, step back with the left leg while you bring your left arm up by your, in line with your left, your left ear. You're going to squeeze that left gluteal area, that back side, and push your hips forward. You're going to pause and return to standing and three to five uh, repetitions on that left side. My final corrective exercise for you today is called the Y stretch. All right. So we're going to stand up again. If you're having, if you sat back down, stand up again with me. You're going to stand and take your arms out to your side. Just let them hang. And you're going to take them slightly behind you. The next step is you're going to rotate your palms upward. So think thumbs towards the back wall. And you're going to squeeze your shoulder muscles in the middle of your back. What that's going to do is help pull your shoulder blades and your arms back and down. If you can, try not to shrug while you're doing this. And if you get able to get into this Y stretch, hold for 10 to 20 seconds. You're going to do two to three repetitions of this Y stretch. So there it is, those four corrective exercises. The tennis ball massage for your neck, the tennis ball massage for your upper back, your step backs, and your Y stretch. Wow. We covered a ton of ground today, and I hope that we gave you a little taste of how to correct your slouch. So I'm going to end here. As always, I welcome your feedback. We will, I promise, go much deeper into the desk jockey work lifestyle as we move along through our episodes. 
I wish you a very, very happy weekend. It is Friday, and it's a snowy Friday in Baltimore, Maryland. And I'm actually, as I'm recording this podcast, I'm looking out the window, enjoying the snow, knowing and hoping that you receive, as intended, um, these tips and tools for your toolkit for your fit work lifestyle. Have a great weekend. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Healthy Desk Jockey. It would be awesome if you'd take a minute to write a quick review on iTunes. You can find additional tips, tools, and strategies to create a fit work lifestyle at www.fittoorder.com. Tune in next time for more healthy solutions for the desk worker here on The Healthy Desk Jockey.